that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Hello everybody, Jeremiah Plunkett and Clint Charisma, and once again we are right along ringside, ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review podcast, but we're a bit more solemn than usual, and um, if you've listened to our if you listen to our show for any amount of time, you know that means we unfortunately have some some sad news. Uh, this has been um, this has been a rough week for the world of professional wrestling. We uh, we lost we didn't just lose three people in the wrestling fraternity. We lost three pretty sizable pillars of the wrestling business. The assassin Jody Hamilton passed, as well as Burt Prentice, promoter extraordinaire. Uh, also known in the managerial circuit as Christopher Honey Love. And just this morning, the nicest man in pro wrestling, the best tag team wrestler by far, and arguably the best wrestler, period, to ever grace a ring. Beautiful Bobby. It's sad day. Uh, you know, we usually don't talk about people, you know, that we don't really know when they pass on here. We usually don't. Um, you know, we didn't know Jody Hamilton. Um, but... Uh, the Assassins versus Jody Hamilton <clears throat> and uh, Tom Ernesto Sr. were um, basically the best ta- mass tag team ever. You know, basically we're, you know, trailblazers in that. So, you know, you got to, we got to mention him. You know, like I said, we personally didn't know him or anything, but just what he did for wrestling, you know, as a wrestler, as a booker, a trainer, uh, you got to acknowledge, you know, acknowledge him so we usually don't talk about you know people that we didn't have interaction we usually don't you know really mention it but he was such a um historic person in the wrestling business you know we gotta you know mention his passing which is uh is really sad because he's really um i said he, he's he did everything you know yeah and you know you had mentioned you know the, the assassins they were possibly the greatest heel tag team of the golden era I mean, their their act brought them all over the world, and yeah. you know, while while tag teams did travel around to to be brought in like the assassins were at that time, what was insane their popularity specifically um, in the Carolinas, yes, was yeah. legendary. And they weren't the assassins there; um, they were the Bolos. Yeah, Bolos. And it, it was it was yeah, astounding. Cause, yeah, because at the time you had traveling heels, you know, that were headliners, but you didn't have traveling heel tag teams as headliners they would usually throw guys together in but it's traveling from territory to territory at that time you know you had like the fargos um they traveled you know but it wasn't to the uh the grid of the assassins and and i think she think the assassins were actually before the fargos maybe or something but it seemed like the assassins i don't know they they were the ones that really start you know was the first breakout Heel team that travel box office box office well that's what I mean, meant to say everybody, everybody they travel but they were the box office traveling you know the top they were the top heel team for you know so so yeah so I said you know we got to mention that you know his passing that he was such a um, you know icon of, of of the business um in the ring and out of the ring you know training guys and promoting and booking and everything and one of the best interviews. Man, he could give an interview. Oh. And, and I don't think ever a uh, a, a man no more uh, more ripped off, more copied specifically than the oh. assassins. I don't know how yeah. many how many I was the original assassin brothers I, I've run into on the independence. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's all – everybody had – actually, you know, when basically when Tom Ernesto Sr. retired and just went and just booking for Goulas, um, you know, a lot of people still wanted the assassins. So you would get – you know, you would get um, Jody Hamilton, a partner, or you would get, you know, uh, guys like Randy Colley and, and uh, Roger Smith. Is your assassin, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, which Randy, think, Randy Colley was an official assassin yeah, with Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, so as like, was Hercules Hernandez. Yeah, Collins actually was. I mean, uh, Randy Colley actually was. But I'm saying then, then uh, when he split off in, in the Memphis, that first uh, was 79 ish assassins for uh, Jarrett, they were Colley and Roger Smith. And then, uh, like I said, uh, then was it 82? No, 89, I mean, uh, 84. 85-ish, Mid-Atlantic, Hercules Hernandez was assassin. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it's, um, yeah, he had many, after, yeah, he did have different partners after Ernesto, and it seemed like, and that's when the floodgates opened that not only, you know, like I said, you know, Jarrett's and everybody had a version, but most of them were, they had a link to Hamilton or Ernesto somehow, except for the ones on the independent, your indies in the late 70s through the, off of the 80s, you know, like you're talking about brother, brother here has no link, but he's an assassin, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I've had people tell, you know, I've got the assassin tattoo. And I've had people yeah. say straight to the face, to my face, oh, you got my mask tattooed on you. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you are not Jody Hamilton. You are not Tom Renesto Sr. No, yeah. this ain't you, daddy. Um, no. But yeah, definitely rest in peace, Jody Hamilton. That's a a big blow to wrestling dealt uh and that was let's see today is thursday that was tuesday i believe yeah i believe tuesday. these have been been day after day so yeah. that brings us to wednesday um and this hurt specifically the the local area pretty hard uh legendary longtime promoter and, and former manager burt brennis passed away yeah um, that was um i was shocked i knew he was in bad health with the cancer and stuff but you know, it, it, but you know, you know, it's. Uh, I don't think I'll take this wrong, but Bert had more life than a cat. Yeah. As oh, in, yeah. you think he Bert's down and out? He ain't promote no more. Six, eight months, nine months later, he pops up different promotion. You know, he just kept. Uh, he would go away, pop back. So you never would think Bert Prince actually passed away. It's like, you know, I, at first I was like, yeah, it's a storyline. You know. That's like, well, no, that's that's that just taking it too far for Bert. Because remember, he did then he did that storyline that time where uh, he had a dream that he died or something, and all that one time. That uh, I can't remember. So I remember something about a dream that it was crazy. But uh, uh, yeah, you just don't think about you know Middle Tennessee. Well, you know, even towards Memphis area with Jackson, where he was mainstay now. Uh, Bert Prince not being around somehow, you know, it's just it's gonna be weird. Yeah, and so like like you said, uh, I had known I had known Bert was sick, but I the last I had heard about Bert being sick was before the pandemic. And yeah. uh, it, it, I guess it's no secret that like Bert and I had had a falling out years ago, and neither one had cared to patch it up. You know, you know what I mean. That you know, what if we saw each other, we were cordial, but that was it, right? We just. Yeah. We just didn't get along before and i mean we had actually come to a yelling at each other one night uh but I, so well, that's I bert know. with everybody bert had yeah. a love hate with everybody through the years if yeah no absolutely with, with bert 
you've all you, everybody if you everybody's worked Bert has had a falling out with Bert at some time. Right. Um, it's just part. It just is. <laughs> but so like I kept an eye on everything, and I'd see I'd see Bert, and you know he looked like he was doing good. Um, and it actually wasn't until this past Saturday at the uh, at the independent event I was working, um, Sean Hoodrich came in the locker room. He said, hey, man, you know, Bert's not doing good. And I'm like, what? And he's like, no, Bert's in the hospital, man. I got to go see him tomorrow. And I go, really? I go, I didn't know he, he was. They just ran a show, didn't they? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and he goes, yeah, Bert's not been to to a lot of them, though. So I literally find out that Bert's not doing well Saturday. And then Wednesday, he's gone. Um, back in January, because, we you know, we we're still all pretty locked down. I had a. I don't know, man. I was really in my head and I reached out to Bert and I just sent him this long message, man, basically wanting to squash everything. And, you know, and he eventually responded. I didn't think he would. Um, and like, it was all good. And I'm glad I did now, man, because I don't know, life's too short to have those bitter feuds for no reason. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think yeah, he's, I just... he's the last of the old school promoters, man. Oh, he's definitely the last one. Like, like, and I'm, and I'm, there's guys who have been promoting as long as Bert, you know, a few like Terry England and stuff like that. But I think Bert's one was the last one who's like, this is his living. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Bert's got, yeah. got his thumb in other pies, I'm sure. But like his main bread and butter has been promoting professional wrestling and professional wrestling related stuff yeah. forever. I mean, his first job in wrestling was selling programs for Vern Gagne. Yeah. yeah. Think about I mean, that you know, he crazy had, he, history. But, you know, he had, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, he went, he worked. Um, the first thing I know him really getting any notoriety was when he worked Southwest for um, Blanchard. Then he, uh, he, he ran when Central States went out of business. He basically took over that territory, like 89, 90, 91 ish. Well, not, 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 about 89, 90, maybe before he came to Memphis. Yeah, he ran, he took basically took over Central States, was running like Iowa, Nebraska area, like that. And uh, so he's been promoting. Since then, you know, uh, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, I had uh, up and downs with Bert. You know, I've worked for him two different times. Um, you know, get along, then you get, you know, and then you wouldn't. But uh, yeah, I got to give it. He was, you know, he actually did some things for me. He put me on national TV, uh, something you know, I always dreamed about being on national TV wrestling. And then he got, you know, he booked me in at the fairgrounds. Place I grew up going watching wrestling at, you know, he booked me to wrestle there. So, you know, he did some stuff for me. So, I, you know, I have no, uh, you know, feelings. I mean, you know, like I said, we had fallen out. And, and yeah, last time I saw him was at Porter's funeral. And I don't think he even realized, recognized, realized who I was when I, I go up and shake his hand and say, How you doing, Bert? He said, Good, how you doing? I said, no, You know, I'm doing good. I don't think you, I don't think you realized it was me because, you know, got big beard and glasses and everything now. So, I don't think you actually knew. Realize, I don't think he realized it was me, or if he did, he didn't at the time. I think maybe after we sat there for a while, I think he might have had then, but at first he didn't realize who it was. But, uh, you know, I was like, somebody seen him. That was what, uh, 19, 2019? Yeah. So, like August of 2019, I saw him, or September, night, something like that. But, yeah, everybody's worth a bird. As always, you always had a, everybody's had a falling out with him at one time or the other, you know. It's just what it was. But I've always said, um, you know, people always bash Bert. I mean, you know, when Bert, he, when, he, when Jarrett's went out, well, when Jarrett's sold to Lawler and the other guy, and then they went under, and Nashville went dark for about a month or two. 
and um and he brought music city by him and he kicked that fairgrounds up man got it going and you know and then so like bert i've told people this when bert is on he's the best promoter out there nobody could touch bert prince now after a while i guess he'd get burnt out get run down and wouldn't care anymore and he would become like the rest of the independent promoters you know halfway doing stuff but well man he would get um energized and, and ready you know what i'm saying and ready to go man there's nobody could touch him independent wise there's nobody that could touch it he was you know um but you know and i always call terry rice terry rice is the, the poor man's burnt apprentice he, he wanted to be he wanted to run national so bad but he, you know he just never had that what bert had bert could get when bert was ready you know uh what's the word i'm looking for motivated when motive yeah motivated he was a jim jones man he could get people to believe he, in the wrestling business, non-wrestling business, and it says money marks and stuff, sponsors. When he wanted to, boy, he could he could talk that talk and he could suck them in. And um, which that's he's a promoter. That's what you do. You suck the people in. You get them to believe your product. And and when has when he was on, man, he was untouchable. You know, it's just when he would get burnt out or whatever, and and then stuff would go bad, and you know, which that's here or there, but. Now, when he was motivated and wanted to wanted to promote, nobody was better. You know, the the Tennessee wrestling scene is going to be very different without Burt Prentice. Oh yeah, because he was running like at least two nights a week, wasn't he? Still, yeah, yeah. So he's running like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, most most every week. At least Saturday and Friday, Saturday every week somewhere. You know, he was still running good. You know, more than anybody else was up until last week. You know, so. And it wasn't the same towns. I mean, it was it was all over still. But um, I don't know. It's sad, but you know, like I said we never, you know, anytime somebody dies, you know, like I said we had we had you know hadn't worked for each hadn't worked they hadn't worked for him in a long time or any kind of social thing with him. But you know, just um, still sad to go because like I said, you know, he he did two things for me that you know I always dreamed of being on wrestling on Saturday mornings in Nashville and. Saturday nights at the fairgrounds. So, you know, he gave me that opportunity. So I always, you know, be grateful for that, you know, no matter what happened between me and him. You know, so I hate seeing anybody go, especially that I look back, you know, hadn't had a part in my career, you know. So now the third one, um, as a fan, Bobby Eaton, I mean, well, not as a fan, but as a fan, you you see, I mean, growing up, you didn't like him because he was in the Mount Express. He's going against the Rock and Roll Express. But after you got smart, you like, man, you learn that this guy so good, you know. And I only met him a few times. Um, I met him actually the first time. Hey, this is what's crazy. You'll never believe where I first met Bobby Eaton as work as working wise. Where's that? Gallatin, Tennessee, for Tim Scruggs. Tim Scruggs brought him in. Right. Um, well, of course, to work him. So. <laughs> Scrubs ain't gonna pay nobody else. He paid for Bobby Eaton because Joe got Joe was up there, Gypsy Joe, and Bobby was in town. And I guess Joe called um, Tim and said if he could use him. So he brought him in. And I want to actually I think he worked two weekends, two Saturdays in a row. And then um, then I didn't see him until two years ago. He come to the um, old timers reunion, the Tennessee old timers reunion, and. Um, yeah, it's two years ago I came to that and uh, talked to him and everything. And uh, yeah, I hadn't had really much, you know, 
Because he really went around a lot around here, yeah? So, I, I, had a, I had a decent amount of interaction with Bobby. Um, we uh, we did the shows in Arkansas together. He was an agent and an on-screen manager for TCW. Uh, he managed that. Um, is that uh, Matt Riviera's deal? Matt Riviera, okay, yeah. Um, and then he managed me and Drew one night. That's when we started using the Midnight Express music. Uh, see, and then uh, through, through Doug Markham, uh, because he and Doug are tight, um, we rode around with him a lot. You know, yeah. you you know, Bobby would need a ride. We we'd grab him and spend you know a few days with him. Bobby was hilarious, man. Uh, Doug, Doug shared this story. Uh, we we were coming back from Rockwood. They had done a big like Legends night, and Bobby was there. <laughs> you tell me about this one. Uh, and so we, we we get in the car, and Bobby's so sweet. He sits in the back, and so Doug hops up front. I hop in the back because I'm gonna pick Bobby's brain the entire way home. And uh, and Buzzy's driving, and we keep ribbing Doug super hard about, oh man, I can't believe you know won't let Bobby sit in front I mean he's Bobby Eaton he's a legend blah 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 and like we're, we're ribbing Doug really really hard um so we stop at a gas station boom go in whatever whatever come back out uh I'll get back in and we start right back on Doug right because everyone just goes straight to their same deal start right back on Doug uh and Bobby decides to join in and he goes he goes I know guys we're in the store and I was just begging him I was begging him please let me sit up front and he said no Bob uh, <laughs> Uh, and then right after that, I looked down and I realized that Bobby's knees are squished because Doug's in super comfy mode and like has the yeah. seat all the way back on Bobby's knees. So I say something about it. I say, hey, Doug, like legit, you could scoot your seat up. And he goes, oh, hi, now I'm, now I'm crushing his knees. I'm like, no, I, you like legit shoot are crushing Bobby's knees. He's just being <laughs> way too, he's just too nice to say anything. Seriously, scoot your seat up. His knees are, are crap as it is. Yeah. All the years he's, he's his knees are just are dust basically. You're yeah. All, all those top rope knee drops protecting everybody <laughs> yeah. else instead of himself. Yeah. yeah. You're in a crush with the seat. <laughs> so did he move the seat up? Yeah. No, he, he did once he realized, like, legit. He realized he was really just. <laughs> but Bob wouldn't, Bobby wasn't going to say anything. Like, yeah, Bob, after, yeah. after he did it, Bobby looked at me and said, thank you. And I'm like, yeah, Bob, you could have said it. Like we would have listened, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, he he was a trip, man, and loved candy, like ridiculous amounts of candy. Bobby had a sweet tooth, yeah, and would always like at every stop. Hey, man, you want me to get you something? Bobby, we got money, man. We're good. Yeah, man, but still, you want me to get you something? Like, want want a cold drink? Want some chip? Like, Bobby was always trying to like help everybody else out. Oh, I, I mean, Bobby was one of my idols, and like I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of my idols, and sometimes they disappoint. Yeah, Bobby never did, ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said I went around a few times, and and he was at the at the reunion, and he was just so grace, grace. Yeah, yeah. What's the word? Right. Yeah. Gracious. Yeah, just so just humble, and and it's like he had um. Actually, it was there two years. I think it was there two years, um, 18 and 19. I do believe he was. Because I remember in 18, he had he was uh, had the Midnight Express book, and he was raffling off the Midnight Express book. And I was going to raffle off that night at uh, at the show that Mikey Dunn was having. I was like, man, I wish I had 100 bucks. I just I would have gave him 100 bucks in here, you know? Yeah. And 
but no, he he just was so. I said he was just so humble and, and just so down to earth, talking to everybody, and you know, it's like it just it was just crazy how this you would not think this guy, you know, you know, one of the, one of the best wrestlers ever would be here in Tennessee at the old time or Tennessee reunion and just blended in and acting like everybody else, you know. I mean, it's just it's shocking. You know, then you got you get some guys that get invitations to come and won't come because they're, they're still living in 45, 50 years ago that they're somebody, you know, still. So, yeah, I just said I didn't much, um, you know, interaction with a few times, you know, genuine, nice guy. And, you know, when you're talking about he's the best wrestler, and you know, I think about it, and people say, Bobby couldn't talk. If you there's a couple of interviews from Goulas, seventy nine eighty Goulas. So I know one's from the Chattanooga TV. Bobby could talk back then. Put him with Cornet, or well, put Jimmy Hart, he didn't have to talk. Put him with Cornet, he didn't have to talk. That wasn't his job to talk. But Bobby used to, before when he was a Goulas, he was a talker. Look it up. It's on YouTube. It's uh, it's Bobby and I want to say maybe Pogo. I don't know if it's for Pogo or not. It was one of the Japanese guys. And it was up from the Chattanooga TV, and then Bobby was talking, buddy. He could talk back then. But, and so, in ring, I think Bobby Eaton was probably, I would put Bobby Eaton up there as the best all around, um, just because he could he could do every stock. Like, ever since Harley was the best, the only reason why I wouldn't put Harley in ring is because Harley, his time period, they didn't fly. You know, you had a couple guys could fly, but Bobby could fly. He could do every style. You know, now like I said, now Bob, was Bobby the best all around worker? Because I, when I put when I say worker, I put interview in there too. Um, he didn't do interview, so you know. Uh, but best in ring, I got him and Harley are the two best at right. And if you ask anybody that's worked Bobby Eaton, they say you could not fill him. He was that good. They said he he was so smooth. And I said he'd come off that top rope with the elbow, I mean, with the knee or the, or the, the jam or the uh, rocket launcher. They said you never would feel him. And, it, and that's amazing, you know? Yeah. You know, so, but I put him and Harley ties as the two best wrestlers ever. It's Bobby, I mean, uh, there's not a lot of stuff, I mean, out there, um, you know, pre um, uh, Crockett, you know, uh, you got clips, Memphis clip stuff. Uh, so you don't get to see the really young Bobby Eaton and all that stuff at Crockett. But, man, the match, and uh, Richard Lowe actually posted, he was watching it today, that match with the young, uh, with um, what was Tracy and Armstrong's name? Southern they boys. were the Southern Boys. Young I think they didn't change. I think they did. I think they didn't change the that against uh, the Express. I think it was the Great America Bash. That's probably one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. Yeah. That match was so good. And, uh, um but now Bobby Eaton just and he don't get the the credit I don't think because he was in that before that night you know he didn't get, I don't know what I'm trying to say it's like he he was stuck in that uh, Crockett so he don't get he didn't get as known as like a, a at that time period as a WWF person you know so I don't think he, he got his exposure nationwide and people don't realize how good he really was he you know, said hey I put him. I probably put him on bashing for that, but I put him, him and Harley is the best two. I, I like Flair, but all around, every style, Bobby can work every style. And so I, I put him a little ahead of Flair because of that, in ring. You know, I mean, I don't know if I'm wrong, you know, 
lot of people say I'm wrong. Would be wrong with that, but I, that's that's my opinion. Because if you just really watch Bobby Eaton's work, you know, he was amazing. Yeah, I I, I put him up there as the as the best ever. Um, one more one more thing. What actual fact? I never get the, the one of the funniest things. A lot of people crapped on it. But you remember when in WCW when they put him with Regal? Oh yeah, were they blue blood? Blue, they did the they did this this thing. He was trying to uh uh what's the word English English ties or make uh making royal royal ties him or whatever you say it. You know, uh, Bobby making you know more royalty, and they were saying he was getting him something to drink. I don't know if it was tea or something. He's like, "What is this?" And he told him, "He's like, don't you got any uh, some some Boone's Farm or some Ripple?" <laughs> and, I, and man, I laugh every time I think about it. It was just like I was like, surely I was like, no, that couldn't have been written. That had just been off the cuff. Because who in the world would bring up Boone's Farm? Or Ripple, but somebody from Huntsville, Alabama, you know? That's true, <laughs> I yeah. Still pop, I still pop on that to this day. And that was like the funniest thing. Riggles getting my face. He's like, you got any boom farms and some Ripple? <laughs> but yeah, he was, I, I say, he don't get the credit he deserves, you know? And then being a nice guy, just in this business is just unheard of, you know? But he did, I did see him get mad trip Tim Scrubs that night. It was the second night. It was he did work two weekends. He did he did get mad. I was shocked. I always heard Bobby was so easy going. He got mad at Scruggs because uh, Tim uh, pile drived uh, uh, Joe on a table and and something he lost him on the way down or something and hurt Joe. And Bobby chewed him, man. And he got the back. He chewed him because he hurt Joe. And he's like, "You hurt Joe? Like, you should have did it. If you if you know, I mean, he did. I was like, "Whoa!" You know, which you know. I guess you know. What I mean, but yeah, he he he, he was hot about that. <laughs> yeah, as he should have been. Yeah, exactly. I mean, y'all, he had all right, but you know, um, you know, more people probably would have took it further than Bobby did. But yeah, he got he 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 got hot about that. You know, I guess the guy's never hurt anybody. You know, he's got all right to say, you know, hey, don't be hurting people. You know, <laughs> look what I did for twenty, you know, at that time, twenty something, you know, twenty five, thirty years, and I've never hurt a person and. You know, so I can, that's what he, you know, he can, he can say something to somebody. It, it's, um, it's sad, man. And now we've got to do what we do anytime we lose a member of the Brotherhood of Pro Wrestling. Is there anything wrestling. else you want to say? Because I said most of the stuff about it. You know more than I did. Yeah, no, I, I got mine out. Um, we're going to ring the bell 10 times, uh, pay tribute to three men we've lost this week, and uh, pay respects, man. Look them up on, on YouTube, on any of the wrestling streaming outs and uh if you if you don't know who they are learn we'll be right back after the 10 bell salute Well, that's uh, that's a rough part out of the way. I don't even want to watch the match now, man. Oh my gosh. Should we do that at the end? Because <laughs> I was like, I was like watching the, the thing now, you know? <laughs> I mean, good grief. Jeez. <laughs> I, I think better to get it out of the way up front. Yeah. Oh, I just, I don't know, man. That, yeah, that's rough. Rest in peace, all three of you guys. Uh, 
Bad impact on the wrestling business, and you will be missed. So, all right, gotta get a quick tongue about it because I'm, <laughs> I got, because I just, I, you know, I don't even try doing the match now, but. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we want to get to our hopefully our pa- our palate cleanser of the evening. Uh, this yeah. is brought to us by Classic Puro eighty three. The match is Kenta Kabashi versus Terry Gordy, May twenty first, nineteen ninety three. Uh, this is a part of the All Japan Pro Wrestling Superpower Series 1993. This is day seven from Sapporo, Japan, and Nakajima Sports Center. <laughs> day seven, it's been, like last time. I mean, they, that's something they those big, like those big names of their events. Well, was the, it day it, seven? <laughs> it was multi, yeah, multi-day events. So yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so again, this is brought to us by Classic Puro uh, 83. Um, do you have you are you all set up over there? I'm ready to go at double zeros. <laughs> all right, I'm all zeroed out too. If you're zeroed out at home, we're gonna start the countdown in three, two, one, play. All right, this weekend I'm already in the ring. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't have to do the big all Japan entrances. Yeah. Well they're they're okay, yeah. There's he's saying their name, but we done got all the walking out and well, it's okay because we don't because they well they're going to streamers because Gordy didn't hit nobody so I, I didn't miss nothing. I look, <laughs> and it's the last week swinging at robot people. I took us to didn't take a lot that. Yeah, Gordy just this ran ran to the ring and hit the ropes. Yeah, this is and you like, said this, so this is this, what was it like one month before the stroke or before the that's what stroke, say, but overdose. Yeah, I say so, yeah, I was say I remember you said it was something like that. But Gory had slimmed down a lot by this time already, compared, you know, compared to what he was. Because his knees were so bad, and, you know, he had to start slimming down. Yeah, I think he looks amazing here. Knee- this is my favorite look of Gordy. Oh, yeah, this is the best shape he's ever been in. This is well, like what it looked like. And then the, the wet, stringy hair instead of the the curly, kind of poofy yeah, you know, hair he had in Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Side headlock there. God, how stout is Kabashi? He was a big dude, man. Yeah. Oh, nice little wrestling reversal. Oh, into the head scissors. Nice. Oh, here we go. Yep, there we go. Gonna revert. Yep, there we go. Standoff. Yep. Harry could do anything, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why he was so good. He. A big guy like that, you didn't think he could be doing headlock takeovers from traversal and the head scissors and all that stuff, you know. And he was a big guy, but he could move and he could he could wrestle, you know, on the mat and everything. This is probably the smallest he's been since probably he was 19, 20 years old, maybe, before he went to world class. This is about as size he was in Memphis. First go around. When he was with Gulas and he went to Jared. It's about that size. So he would have been about 15, 18, 18 or 19. Probably about 18. Because he was 14 when he worked for Thez in Nashville at UWA. Oh, big duck the clothesline to the shutter. Oh, that was nice. Big flying tackle. Was he going? Oh, was he? Well, it's kind of like a, what is It's kind of like a Guerrero roll, but it's not yeah, really. Well, what, it, it's, uh, Oh God! What is that? It's a banana split. It's a banana split roll. Okay. Um, okay. Here we go. 
but yeah that looks so smooth that reminds me of like the the old texas tumbleweed that terry funk used to do where he'd like body scissor you and roll you around yeah. the ring like that but that was like a fancier version that is harder to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, so the fact yeah. that that went that smooth is amazing what was that noise i heard a noise oh hmm. uh, yeah that was really smooth Gotta test the strength here. Trying to yeah, see. He started at 14 for for Fez. That was 76. But I actually had that. Fez was his oh. first. Yeah. His first really. I thought he started it was first. like some there somewhere down in Chattanooga. Because that's well, where he, he, he did, lived in that area. Well, well I guess well if you want to call well it, it was outlaw. But um, real for a real promote. I mean, it was his uncle. Was it Captain Hook or whatever his name was? His uncle that ran that promotion, that law promotion, Chattanooga area. Um, but his actual first really exposure in TV, he was like 14, 14, 15 for working for Fez in Nashville. Which, well, they were basically outlaw too. So <laughs> they ran up to get the goodness too. So, but it's the first time he got any TV exposure. He had a mask on, and then when he didn't have a mask on, he was Terry Meeker. I actually have his wrestling license from 76. Oh, wow. But it's got a fake age. It's fake age and fake social security number on it. Every reversal. Oh, spin around. That's nice. That That's such a good spot if you, like, when you really have the people into it. Yeah. Oh, you got to work it. Oh, oh, little finger pointing. Little trash talk, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, this is when uh, Bocce was just starting to get that, starting to get that push, and he's kind of, he's at that point where he don't take nothing off the guys anymore, you know? Yeah. He's getting I, to be that star. Where I, I may be wrong. I believe I saw something that broke down this match before because this is not my first time watching this match. I've seen this match. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's it's on one of the All Japan mini discs that I've got. Um, yeah. I believe this may have been. Oh. Well, I, I don't want to give it away. Okay. But oh, chopping the stew out of him. It's a real big match for Kabashi, if I if I remember right. Uh oh, look at this. Yeah, we get the Terry Hulk up. Oh, head and forehead and forehead. Yeah, Kabashi's like, I ain't take, I'm not a young boy no more. Oh, nice kick to the gut. I think I was more to the chest. Yeah, yeah, it probably was. Some leg kicks to the hamstrings. So you didn't see that much back in. Oh, nice insecurity. He knows so <laughs> Well, it barely hit him. That's, that's Japan, yeah. Grazers don't – you got to lay it in. They don't – they didn't sell it back then, just barely touching. I I feel like Anoki's uh, watching somewhere and really mad. Just killed the wow. end. Okay, you just cut out big time. I said that was Anoki's finish. Yeah, the, the insecurity. Yeah, back brain kick, Daddy. Yeah. Terry's like, I don't sell that New Japan crap. Yeah. 
Kabashi, another another one of the Japanese brothers with like movie star looks. All this time, yeah, definitely the hair and yeah, he definitely yeah, he, he definitely had the the looks for to be the baby face of the promotion. No, Gordy's pattern out. Yeah, either really selling his back or maybe legit hurt. I don't know. Dude, his facials right now make me think he's in legit pain. That's what I'm saying. I think he might be a little, feeling a little something. Go back in for the count. God, those lockups are so solid. Yeah. Man, he's chopped him like 20 times already. Oh. Oh, man, that boot was there. Oh, so was that one. Oh. What was no daylight in those, were there? Oh. Nice drop kick. There we go to the floor. I, I'm sad we're not in my, in my favorite All Japan ring, though. Yeah. Well, this is about the time they got day started. They got rid of it around this time, didn't they? Late I, think, 80s, yeah, they more, I think they started getting more sponsors. Yeah. DDT on that little bitty thin mat. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, it that time period they went away from that. Yeah, they was getting the whole stuff. I guess that's what those are on the you can see on the Oh, nice little sidekick. Another chop. Terry's is so smooth, too. Man, he is. Yeah, grief, he's chopping so much in this match. Big reversal, what we got? Big elbow. I guess him a chop. <laughs> oh, big overhand chop. Shoots him off. Oh, oh, that was nice. Oh, drop kick. Oh, nice bump to the rope. Like, Gordy. Wow. Yeah, oh, like here we go. Over the top. Boom. That's a nice little little sequence there. A couple of kicks. Drop yeah, kick well, to well, the well, rope. Cut out again. <laughs> oh, to the rail. Man, those rails are so low. Uh oh, what's he got here? Is he gonna is he choking him? Nope, DDT. Oh, oh, choke slam. Oh. So Kabashi used to do the DDT off the tarp or the guardrail or off the ropes. Okay. And so that's, he was what, that's what he's setting up. Yeah. Oh, he's got oh choke slammed on that thin mat. Oh gosh. Oh, that had to hurt. Gordy shoots him back in for the cover. Kicks out. Oh man, that had to. Oof. He did a Hanson elbow drop. See it? Yeah, never let go of the top rope. He didn't let go, he just went straight down. <laughs> man. Nice knee. Is that a chop? Or four? Yeah. That is chop is those little southern overhand goals. Oh, nice clothesline in the corner. But just yanks him back. Kicks out. 
picking him up. What was he going? Oh, oh, yeah. that was that. That was there, wasn't it? Yeah, that was just like a. That was more of a hammer than a lariat. God. Yeah, that was that was there, dude. Whatever we he, he drilled him with it. <laughs> Oh, so form snap, married him, dropped the knee. I wonder, was this the black and red shimmer jackets, or was that not until him and Doc started? Your your volumes is jacked up, dude. I don't know. It might be your mic. It keeps going. You can hear. It's like it goes into like. I don't know. It's it. It started doing it last week a few times. What was you saying? Now? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll go off this. Yeah, it was. It, it, it started doing it last week. Coming on, it did like three times so far. What was you saying? I don't know. <laughs> it's just always coming back up. They didn't stay on there long, did they? Oh, chin buster. No, no, this match keeps a really on. good pace. Yeah, it's not, they ain't slowed down at all, really. What's he got here? Was he doing dive? Was it diving tackle? Flying I tackle? think so. So he didn't really get much air on it, though, did he? <laughs> he just kind of. Kind of just went out just a little bit. <laughs> uh oh, what are we gonna do? Short arm. Oh, nice, nice short arm clothesline. Yeah, they, they're they're not doing any holes to um, where you know they're everything's been off the ropes or just. Oh, here we go. Is he got the, there he's got the legs cinched in. Wow. I've only ever seen Rory do a sleeper like this. Usually, that's always standing, you know? Yeah. I was trying to get to the ropes. Oh, oh he got the ropes. Work on one break, does he? <laughs> I think that's as long as they were on the mat right there. Oh! Did he get him? No, <laughs> they just got grazed him. the top of his head. Top of his head, yeah. Oh, that was neat. Yeah, I think that was as long as they had, they had slowed down. Was that when they were on the mat there with the sleeper hole? Yeah, they just they've been nonstop. Gordy with the big drop kick. For the cover. I thought it was okay. Hey, put him within the ropes. I figured he would have kicked out. And while well, he was that close. And nice forearms. Oh. Man. Oh, big boot. Drop kick. Oh, he hadn't bumped yet. 
Oh, oh he bumped off some, that. Yeah, he had some uh, he had some torque on that, didn't he? <laughs> he drilled him. Kabashi's rocking a shiner. I don't know if that was from. I noticed his... that too. I was wondering that too. I was wondering, did he get it early in the match or? Is it... Oh, there's there's his textbook. Machine thirty chops. And... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoot him in. Big knee. Oh, did he catch him? Yep, he sure did. did. Uh-oh, what we got here? Oh, big bulldog. I guess it's considered a bulldog. Is that considered a bulldog? It, yeah, it's still considered a bulldog. Oh, we got here. Oh! Oh! They actually landed good some some sometimes see him land over there. Oh, if, this was, if this was Doc throwing, oh, oh, that that was a little. No, nah, that one's still good. Hit. Considering, right? <laughs> uh, that, that that one was fine. It, it was just the rotation after they made that one look bad. No, watch, watch Steve Williams throw those backdrop drivers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pile driver. Oh, look at me. Oh, that was sweet. You see him kick him in the boots. Nope, oh, sleeper hold. Oh, is he going to go down? Look at his facials. Oh, she's got the facials, don't he? Look at him. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That's, that's nice. Oh, and the buckle. Nice. It's one of the biggest turnbuckles I've ever seen in, in all Japan. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty sizable. Very, uh, oh, very, very. He very still didn't bump on it. There we go. Oh, we can't get him. There he goes. Oh, nice bridge. But usually, they're, I don't think that's the biggest one we've seen on any of the matches we watched them, man. Yeah, it's very, like they have those very WWF turnbuckle pads right there. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice bridge. Yeah, it was. Slam. Nice little leg drop. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is he going to fly? Moonsault. Oh, that was pretty. See the arch on that? But Man, not that has, that has a nice arch on it. And that's Kabashi's finish at the time. How was it? Wow, and he kicked out of it. His facials are just excellent. And, and that's kind of the that. story here is that, like, Kabashi hasn't won the big one yet. Yeah. Oh, he's kicking him. Oh, dropped the leg. Oh, I think that's a little. Oh, I think he's getting him in the mush on those. <laughs> oh, that was a little nice springboard leg drop, wasn't it? That was neat. Oh, he's going for it now. He's going for the. Oh, Gordy grabs him. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Oh. I like Gordy selling his head, too. That's good. Well, yeah, Kabashi kicked off the... He kicked off on it, yeah. Yeah. That... So it made it look like they both fell back, took some of the... Yeah, Kabashi's facials through this whole match have been really good. I've never understood that the the kickback hurting the other guy. 
I think it just throws them off to where they don't they don't land right. That's something I you know can think of. Oh, we bought the child. Oh, 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 a little Enzy lariat. Oh, 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 oh man, lay it to the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. He's still like his marbles that are scrambled. Look. <laughs> He got that glazed look like hey. like you should when you get Larry in the back of the head, you know? Yeah. The selling's been good. I like the selling and the facials have been really good. Oh, going to pile driver. Oh, he blocks it again. Oh. Actually, I Did think Terry, Terry's big finish. Oh, oh. power bomb. Okay, so he's gonna power bomb him instead of power. Yeah, he did, like he did the the wild bomb is what it was called, but okay. Okay, that makes sense. I, I believe that was his main oh. Japanese finish. Oh, oh, well, stun gun, hot shot. I know, I know, oh. it was an Asiatic spike. What about using Baba's finish for a near fall right there? <laughs> I, I've got the is sound. A little bit on my side. I heard the people yeah, yeah. come up when he hit Bobby's finish. I'm saying you can crazy. see them. They're, they're going. Look at that man. He had some arch on that. He beat him. Wow. So, and I didn't want to get this way earlier. This is the first time he wins the big one. Okay. He's able to defeat the big bad menace. Wow. That man, his moonsault is beautiful. Yeah. The arch he get the arch on that it was just amazing. Then right so now the crowd's the chanting Kabashi, Kabashi. Oh yeah, look yeah, at so them. They're going nuts. So this is his first time going over one of the big, 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 the big stars. I believe so. Yeah, if I if, if yeah. I remember the, it makes sense time wise. Yeah, because he was a couple of years behind the other guys on getting the push. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah, he was still. Wow. Yeah, people you send, they were up. The Gordy's still selling. And people say they didn't sell in Japan. Man, they sold their butts off in Japan, you know? Yeah. They just sold on the move too. Look, look at that! People are yeah, people are going crazy. They're going nuts. You can see them. I'm trying to see who those guys are. Tell. Oh man, he's got everyone else has tracksuit. He's got all Japan short shorts. That, Is that, that what brother, it was? That brother with the beard right there had all Japan short shorts. Did he? I didn't show. I couldn't tell. I just saw he had his shirt tucked in. That was good. Yeah, you can see the people. They're clapping and chanting. Yep. Oh, yeah. There it is. There's the explosion. Yep. Yeah, so this is a, a really a historical match because then we finally broke through.
That was a good match. That's um, the guy right there. Sonny. White shirt? No, the the the, the shade on the side thinned out. Yeah. That's um is that Kikuchi? Uh no, Kikuchi and it's over. I think Kikuchi was wrestling by that time. I wonder who that was. Yeah, Kikuchi was wrestling by ninety three, okay. He looked yeah. familiar. Kikuchi started wrestling at eighty eight, so yeah, that's right. Yeah, was that? I've seen him somewhere. I've in in out in uh, not Japan somewhere. <laughs> and it wasn't Kawada because Kawada was. Oh no, or no, yeah. no. I mean, but Kawada had the same haircut, so. Yeah, he did, but a lot shorter. <laughs> um, and bigger, a lot bigger, uh, mass wise. I'm sure could have got a better look of him, but I've, I've probably seen him in some of that early nineties all Japan stuff. I, I'm sure he was a young boy. He just look. I, I know I've seen him on there. Came around. What his name. I better look for how he was. But I've seen him on some of the early mid nineties all Japan stuff. Hmm. Oh. Uh, that was a good match. Yeah, man. Thank you. I I thought that'd be a solid one. It was totally different from the uh, last couple um, um, Japan matches we watched. Uh, this was more what I was expecting. Hard hitting, you know, like like the Hanson and Choshu had tons of wrestling. You know, this had little wrestling with. But it was this was fast paced. I think the longest they they were on the mat was on that sleeper hold, and they didn't lay, lay down there long at all, you know. Yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it was really well paced. Um, I, I wouldn't call it a brawl, but it had some brawl no. aspects. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it was very much. It, it was a wrestling match. They didn't do. If you think about it, they didn't do anything too crazy. The biggest thing was. Uh, Kabashi taking the choke slam on the floor. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, but but Kibashi besides always that, Kabashi always took big bumps too. Yeah, so I mean, besides that, I mean, nothing really stood out of like you know, like oh my gosh, you know, everything was it built up, you know. Uh, Gordy, well, I thought it was a pile driver until you told me he was power bombing. He went with that several different times. He did earlier in the match. He did it before the late. Um, he said that he did. Uh, Kabashi hit the uh, moonsault. Was his finisher? Gordy kicked out. After that, I don't think the people think. I I think after he, he Gordy kicked out that moonsault and that being Kabashi's finisher, you know the people were like, you know, I they not give up on him, but they they knew that he wasn't going to beat him after that. So I think it, when he beat him, they're like, oh my goodness, he just beat him, you know? Yeah, I th- I think it looked like it's going to be another, you know. Oh, he did. He did really good for a while. Yeah, he he almost had. It. He was so close again. You know, so close again. And I'm just looking at um. I don't know, like on my I'm out on my TV, it pops up and has the match you just watched and has other matches you can watch. And there's one. The one right beside it is Kabashi against Gordy from '91. Uh-huh. And so then then Kabashi. That's the same one. Never mind. <laughs> then they have. Somebody put highlights of one of their matches, but yeah, um, yeah, I think because he's been getting so close, he was getting that push. But like I said, he hadn't got, he wasn't, he was on the edge of getting, you know, that, you know, to be that, you know, you know, fourth pillar guy. So when he, you know, and so that was still in the back of these people's minds. Yeah, he just hit the moonsault, it kicked out, you know, he gonna hit it again, and and they, I'm. You know, they were thinking he's going to kick out and that, hit that three. They were just like, oh, my gosh, he just did it, you know. Um, 
because it, it was good. Like I said, it was fast. It was fast paced. There was hardly there was really not much break in the action, when, except for when like Gordy took the powder. Um, Abashi's facials, man, were really good. I was he would sell, but his facials, man, were just really, really. I was really impressed by his facial selling. Um, I swear, I think he chopped him fifty times. Chopped Gordy about fifty times in this match. There's quite um, a few. Yeah. Uh, so seen quite a few stuff that was really snug. Um, nothing just really, you know, you know, like we've seen in, in some of the, um, that time period, that early mid nineties, all Japan, where all those guys were getting dropped on their heads by stuff. Uh, so the, the suplexes were kind of really, you know, they were, they were, they were, you know, they were there, but they wasn't just brain splatters, you know? Yeah. Like we've seen on some of the, some of those matches that time period. So uh, it was really good. I liked that. Totally different from the last match we watched, you know, so um, I, I really liked that. It was fast paced, um, hard hitting, you know, like, like you, you know, most um, of the All Japan matches are. And um, that was good. So what, what do you, you think? You said you've done, well, you said you hadn't seen that before though, right? Yeah. I mean, so at some point, in my watching DVDs, I had it. I mean, I haven't seen it in a long, long time, but I liked it. It was good. So, what do you have yeah. on tap for next week? Man, I got so much stuff I want to. I want to uh, to do. I'm, I'm trying to narrow it down. Um, like I said last week, we talked about how we we're always going to Japan and to Houston, but I mean that's that's where the full matches are at. You know? Yeah. Uh, like I said, I got most of my stuff on. You know, it's I got it uh, uh, queued up and stuff. I've been going through, and I got so much stuff on here I want to watch. Um, I'm just trying to narrow it down. So I narrowed it down to two to, to two today, and I want to go with I don't know if I find that's if I got the year on it. I don't know if it's got the year or not, but we're going to Houston, back to Houston. Um, I wish I could give the date. What's the date? Oh, yes. Uh, it won't pull up on my list. No. It's Terry Funk against Bob Orton Jr. from Houston. So I'm trying to look at is it I can't on my TV it don't give me the whole rundown. I, I should have looked up on my phone and see if it if it uh gave me the rest of the I'm trying to look at Terry's hair. You can kind of tell by Terry's hair what year it is, you know. <laughs> I, I see one from a channel classic wrestling. I don't know if it's from Houston That's it. or not. Okay. That's it. Classic uh, wrestling. At 2214? Yep. Yeah, that's it. Does, it. does it say the year on it? It's going to be like 79, 80-ish. Yeah, well, that that and just like the, I don't know, the background, like how it looks or whatever. And this it, this says it's from the Summit. It is. It's from the Summit, yeah. I'm thinking it's 79, 80-ish. Yeah, I'm, I'm running I, through I should, the, I should, I should I'm running through the comments that. and seeing if, if anyone just happened to post it. But I should have looked on database. When I realized this was one I was going to pick, but I keep. But yeah, I figured uh, we ended up. We you know we we hadn't did a Bob Orton Jr. match, and I'll tell you, there's not many full Bob Orton Jr. matches out there. Uh, pre pre WWF run at full matches, I found tons and tons of clips. Um, but far as um full match, you know, access we've been running into, live well, on my stuff is just find these full matches. Um, let me go check wrestling database and see what they say this one. I should have did this, but I didn't know. I didn't know I was gonna pick it till about 
couple hours ago, I was like, eh, I well, never I that would be for next week. What's that? The date and everything. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll just take it for then. That's good. <laughs> we're going, it's going, going to Houston and we'll watch Terry Funk against Bob Orton Jr. So, I mean, Terry Funk match, can't go wrong. Bob Orton at this time period, can't go wrong. Um, actually, I want to say this might be 78 because 79, he was in Knoxville. And then he was part of that um, Knoxville split, remember? Yeah. The, um, that split from Fuller. And then when that didn't, when that felt basically went belly up, he went with the, uh, with Garvin and Roop with two Popos. Now, I also and went, wonder, uh, and, and I don't know if this is the one yet, but it's a, a show that they had one in uh, 83 as well. It might have been that because he had left Popos in 82. And I don't think he, sh- he showed up in Mid-Atlantic, I want to say sometime in late 82, early 90s, 83 maybe. So I know my dates are wrong, I'm sure. But um, I did, he was with Popos until late 81, early. He was he was the first one to leave out of the group. I think he left, and Roger, he left, I think Roop left. Him and Roop left similar same time as Garden State for a long time. Uh, and Malenko, he, I don't think he, he might have went. I don't, think he, I don't think he went to Popos. I think he just went on and retired and went to Florida after that and started doing that Suncoast or where it was, Sunshine. Um, I mean, look, I'm gonna look up databases. I'm really intrigued about when this was. It, it was it, the 83 date. I, I just looked it okay. up. Okay. It is. Okay. I was like, it had to be before, it had to be 78 or 83 because this is right probably before he went to Mid Atlantic. Because remember him, it wasn't him and Slater, uh, in on the bounty against Flair that, um, Harley put on Flair. Yeah. Yeah. He was, him and Slater were that part of that, the bounty. And Harley put on, on Flair, uh, and that was '83. So yeah, this this was probably well. I'm sure that's well. Houston they use guys from every promotion, so yeah, he could have been with Mid Atlantic this time. So okay, and I keep forgetting that that Houston had a hodgepodge of everybody. You know, actually, if I remember, if I'm reading this right, uh, da, 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 da. I believe this is from the tournament where Southwest was trying to crown their own world heavyweight championship. Okay. You're talking about the um, one they put Adonis over for. Yep. And they had that and they had Thez's belt. I'm thinking. No, I'm, not, I'm not sure. No, they had the that replica of the uh, of the uh, Well Thez the brought WWE. his belt out. But that ain't what they did. They, they, they said the winner was gonna get it. That's what I'm saying. Because on the press, because you see that they, it's like one of the most famous photos. It's got Adrian Adonis in front of the belt, Larry Madison, and I think Joe, is it Joe Blanchard? But most time it's just cut up. It's just Macy and Fez on one side. It's like Fez. I know the one, it's got Madison, uh, Adrian Adonis, and Fez in the picture when they got the belt. Well, yeah, I well, always mess that. The Globe Dope, glo- always mess up the name. Which one, hey, can we say the Globe Dope Globe? What is it? Yeah. It's the replica of that. It's what the actual belt was. Now, he might have held up his his gimmick, though. Yeah, and they said, I remember them saying on commentary that the winner was going to get loose Thez's belt. Obviously, it was a gimmick, but. (laughs) That makes sense, because that. Didn't Lou referee the main or was ringside for the main or something? He had that funky-looking shirt on, remember? Yeah. 
It's like, can you get him a ref? Yeah, he was like, I think he was the ref for the final match. It's like, can yeah. you get him a ref shirt? And it was like, like, it's like something they got out of Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson's closet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> One of their promo shirts, the shirts they would wear to the ring that, I guess that this, what, what, um, what, uh, what month was this? Because I don't see him being able to work this because this was, because, uh, uh, if this was Southwest, and that means that they didn't pull it out of the NWA because they were doing their own belt. Yeah. So this must have been before. So was it before Orton went to Mid Atlantic? It was. It had to be because I can't see him. It was I May 26, 83. All right. I'm looking here. He was working for Southwest in April, May. Okay. I got May 21st, 83. This may be another thing where that's when it aired on TV. It had to be because this is right here. Uh, 521. Oh. Thank gummit, I just saw the freaking finish. Son of a buck. <laughs> Dang gummit. It's the tournament. It's the tournament. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> I hate things. I won't be surprised when I see it. No, yeah, so this was so this had to be before he went to Mid Atlantic. Because I don't see him work working the t- at that time basically the top NWA company, Mid Atlantic. And then going working down there, which they were run they it dropped out of the, um, you know, they dropped out of NWA. Yeah. Southwest. So this is must be in between. Yeah, it had to be for Mid-Atlantic. Well, he was still kind of trying to get back in good graces after he was working for Poffos. Because he had to get that. Like, so a lot of those guys had to get that Poffos stench off from them because they were, you know. Because I know some of them went, like, I think Root went to, he got him, he went to Watts and got in. And then Garvin, he had to go to, he went to Georgia. It took a while for him to get get back to in good graces with NWA places from what I've read and stuff. So, all right. So we're going to Houston. It's in the, it's the tournament. So <laughs> Dang, I don't know when I seen the finish. Dang crappy. Well, I don't know what actually the finish was. So the actual finish, but yeah, it was a tournament. Well, you know me, I gotta, I gotta, I'm a history guy. I gotta look at my history and figure it out. You know, Dang, it. well, I don't know how it happened, so it could still be a shock of how it happens, you know. So yeah, that's Terry Funk, it's Bob Orton. If you know the finish, it's gonna be a good match. So so that's eighty three. So they still were had a lot left in the gas tank by that, that time. So that'll be a good match. I think it will. Hey, I don't know we gotta run out of time. Um have you ever had Donato's pizza? No. I don't know if you'll have them down there in Tennessee or not. But in Bowling Green we got Two of them up here, man. They're a little high, but dude, they're thin crust. Uh, I got a thin crust mushroom tonight, dude. It is really it. The it has a a really good flavor. I was I I really so yeah. Anybody if you got a Donato's near you, I give them a thumbs up, man. They're really good. If you like thin, I mean they got regular crust, but I always get their I get their thin crust, and uh, it's really good. So they get a thumbs up. So you, you said Donato's, you like pizza, thin crust, go check them out because they're really good. <laughs> right on. Uh, we, so if- we would go to a place called the, they're sitting for pizza, obviously, but it's, it's called a Table of Cuba. It's a food truck in Murfreesboro. We picked them up today. Is that the, yeah, that's when you told me about though. Yeah, delicious Cubans. So you still, you've been to it again since that first time? Uh, we went today. Okay. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, definitely, it's a thumbs up or huh? Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, I just I had that tonight, and I was like, I gotta give him a plug. Um, well, while, oh, we're plug, while we're plugging things, uh, yeah, 
this Plus, Saturday night, away. the gauntlet drops on WMF Medium Rare's YouTube. That's right. Yep. Watch it. Um, it's it's really, it's like I said, that's the longest one Monty's put out. Um, and like I said, he gave me and you a little sneak, sneak peek. Yep. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm, it started bringing back memories. Talking about a hot building. Whoo. I got blown up just watching it the other day. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, um, yeah, he's on, he's going to have that. Uh, it was, I liked it. It brought back some memories. Um, some good, had some really good memories brought, you know, kind of forgot about. So, um, uh, check that out. And, uh, kind of sad because it's all, you know, uh, I guess I can give this spoiler. Uh, well, if you watch, you've been watching the stuff, Monty Post, you know, the guy was working there at the time. Uh, Vandy Fultz, you know, he, he passed away about, what, 10 years ago? No, longer than that. Yeah, oh, gosh. yeah it's been a while. I think it was 09, so yeah, about 12 years ago. So uh, it's kind of sad seeing him on there, you know. Uh, I always liked Vandy. He was always thought he was a good kid. He's a, good ki- he's a kid in wrestling years, but I think he was only like a year younger than me. <laughs> right. You know, but, uh, yeah, it was good seeing Vandy. Uh, rest his soul. But, uh yeah, check that out. Um, you know, we're talking about Burt Prince passing away, and I knew this was in the works for the last at least three years. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot Scott about Till. This. Yeah, Scott Till. I knew that Scott told me this about three years ago, three or four years ago, um, that he was going to do a Burt, uh, come to him about doing a book. And if you know Burt Prince, that is, when he told me the first time, I was like, really? Because Burt is so, was so kayfabe and, would you know his life you know and he would he would work people you know he didn't let people you know he he was that old school kayfabe carney guy yeah you know and him do a book was kind of you know i was you know and but scott time was like wow he said yeah because we sit i sit sitting in scott's living room he's like yeah he's over here for like four hours the other night or something like that we're just talking you know just throwing around the idea and how we're going to get it and and so um so yes, Scott's gonna uh, release the book, Burt Prince's book. Uh, did it say October or something like that? Sometime in the fall. October 2021. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Uh, Sir Scott to give some updates on his site. So go to Crowbar Press and uh, look for updates. I'm sure there's other books he's working on because I've known Scott for about five six years now, and I don't ever know a time where he was working on at least four. The five books at the same time so <laughs> so he's probably working something and by that time he'll probably drop some other stuff so go over and check it out get you a book dvd poster you can get something there because he's got everything uh for the clash wrestling fan um but uh yeah go check it out hey i got something to plug what's that i got a new facebook page oh yeah my mind just my mind just went blank on it <laughs> I can imagine what it's called. My oh gosh, I'm getting old. Really? But, uh, yeah, I did. I just I, my mind just went blank on it. I, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, man. I'm my brain used to be the only thing I had going for me. Not anymore. Um, all these years when I first started thinking about, I was going to get doing doing wrestling projects and working on things. Um, the first thing I was, was wanting to do was do something um, about the UWA. Luthes promotion in Nashville as I actually saw it. I never even knew anything about it until uh, we've probably talked about this before in the early nineties, I got a tape of two of the shows, like the only two shows that were floating around in 1976. So after that, I just been 
mesmerized by that that promotion. And there's hardly anything out there, you know, out there about it. So I was like, I'm gonna, get, I have, I'm gonna, do, you know, I was like, you know, I'm gonna do a book about it. And promotion was only in business for at show running wise. Um, I seen, uh, no, eight months. Um, they you can't do a book on a promotion. It's and it's only been for eight months. Well, there's hardly nothing out there. You know, they have two TVs. It's float been floating around for thirty years. Um, and I had man, I had two probably two of the best copies. Well, not two, but one of the best copies of the two shows out there. Because now I sit all time floating around it. The quality is horrible. Um, but mine was like crystal. Mine was probably like a set of, set of second generation. But uh, there was just not enough stuff out there. And I got all this stuff um, just sitting around. I'm like, you know, there's got to be more people. And I see people posting them down there stuff on, you know, online about it. So, like, you know, I, I got all this stuff, but I ain't got enough to do really nothing with it. So, it's like, you know, something happens to me. All the stuff I got is never going to get out there. So, you know what? Let's just put on, make a Facebook page, put it on Facebook. So, I, was, I made a Facebook page. Long story short, it is. UWA Luthes 1976. Um, I don't know how they, how do you do that on Facebook? I don't know how you actually tell somebody to go to it. I mean, is there a, can you put a thing up on a little graphic on your, when you put this up? Uh, I, I can, but guys, you'll do, you'll just have to search that on Facebook or actually facebook.com slash UWA dash Lou dash Thes dash 1976. Or There's you can just search the- UWA Lou 1976. It's like, cause I might not have a dash in between the Lou and the Fez. There's just a dash in between the UWA. I, I'm oh, talking about the web put, address. Oh, see, I don't know that stuff. I'm old, dude. I don't, but yeah, you can just put up the little, keep the the little picture of it on the on the gimmick, and then yeah, then just go to Facebook, search it. Um, I'm putting some stuff up there, like, like a lot of the old stuff from the archives that I've I've got over the years. Uh, put up a cool thing. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, back then, the commission, Tennessee State Athletic Commission, when you had to, you know, you were trying to get, you had to get a promoter's license, your wrestler had to have a license, your uh, booker had to have a book, booker's license, and if you hadn't had any of these in prior to being in Tennessee, you had to get like, letters of recommendation, and one of the uh, letters of recommendation for Luthez is from Sam Mushnick on the actual St. Louis Wrestling Club letterhead. Oh, wow. I put that up. Yeah. I put that up the other day. Um, then uh, one of the other recommendation letters was for, was for Danny Davis, not the wrestler, but the guy, the music, uh, how you say it? Music, gosh, I can't talk. Music, help me out. Come on. Thank you. Not the wrestler, but uh, he was big in Nashville. He, uh, him and Buddy Lee were the money backers, but I, I got his letter of recommendation. Danny Davis is from, it was from the mayor of Nashville. At the time, Richard Fulton. Uh, oh, if you go on YouTube and you see a thing, uh, this little guy, he does his little history of, of territories. He is so clueless. I don't go and look at his crap. He's, he's he don't do any research. Uh, he did one on on the Thes territory '76, and he put he says it's, uh, he talks about he's like yeah, it was started by Lou Thes, uh, um, Buddy Lee, and Danny Davis. He shows a freaking picture of Nightmare Danny Davis. <laughs> I'm like, he wasn't even in the business in 76, you moron. And then he starts talking about some of the wrestlers. He says, Eric the Red. He puts up a picture of Bruce Swayze. 
You probably don't know what Eric the Red was, do you? He did no, a big Viking. That, 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 oh, I he, assumed yeah. it was he's a like, Viking. Yeah, like a big Viking, you know. And if you see him and Bruce Swayze, you, you put them together, it's like, no, dude, come on. Sorry. And I was like, and then he, he's, I'm, yeah, he, don't go and look at that. None of his stuff. He's t- he takes bits and pieces of people's stuff, tries to put together. He don't know anything about history. Don't do any research. And he's got so many flaws in it. And I'm like, dude, you know, I, that's me. I, I catch flaws for people and it just irritates me. So they're trying to put up not a stuff that they have no clue they shouldn't be. Hey, you know, when it comes to wrestling history, I hate that. But um, yeah, go check my thing out, my my new Fez page for the UWA uh, promotion. So and like we talked about it earlier uh, during that match, Terry Gordy got his um, his uh, wrestling license he applied for uh, for that time period for Fez promotion because on his license it says for the UWA. So I might post that up pretty. I might post that up sometime soon too. Yeah, just be sure I to got, black out certain stuff on it. Oh, I do. I yeah. I, I make sure all any uh, stuff on there that's you know. I do leave their birth dates on there because people know that. I mean, they find their birth. They put their birth dates on everything. But like you know, social security numbers and stuff like that. I, I always make sure I block it. I, I erase all that stuff out. Since the state of Tennessee didn't do it, and they put this on freaking microfilm. Tell you those that I don't know what the, the they have the reels from seventy four back just whatever but from seventy five up to eighty about the second reel whoever was putting these on microfilm you can tell they gotten tired man them things are sideways crooked half some some of the letterheads are cut off it's like they were just I was like come on man I mean it, it I gotta get on there and so when I'd get on there I'd try not to straighten them up and it was just some of them were still I did the best I could do on them, but um, but yeah, I'm put, I'm trying to put some on there every day. So go check that out if you. It's old school. Uh, like I said, it, that promotion is really um, it was really interesting. Um, you know, Fez was you know he was he had he hadn't been the champion for a while, but he was he still worked in NWA territories and was holding you know what the territory titles and stuff. And he you know and so it was um, it was really odd how he would. Go, you know, against Goulas, how he, um, in you know, come into Nashville. Um, now I just want to talk about this later. We've been wasting so much time already. Because <laughs> I've been here all night talking about it. Because I, I said that I've been intrigued about that promotion for, um, you know, 30 years now. And, and uh, Herbie Weigroff, I've been talking to him about it some here and there. He smart me up to a lot of stuff I didn't, I didn't even know about it. So, but yeah, go check that out. And, um, Check out the stuff I got on there. Um, anything you want to pull? Oh, I'm gonna tell you something. When is your uh, NWA thing? It'll be August 28th through 31st. It's cutting it close. I just hope you get to do it because we're fixing to get shut down, buddy. I'm just we'll hoping get to do it. We've sold out the Chase Park Plaza for NWA 73. We just signed on a new sponsor, Bush Light Beer. Hey, tell you, y'all got everything going for. You. I just hope y'all get to do it because. I are getting some momentum, you know. It'll be. I think this. I think this is gonna. Oh, one more thing. I forget. Gut failed last night. They were talking about the uh, the the Olympic uh, lady that won the wrestling medal. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? No. They were talking. You're talking about the Olympic wrestler. I'm not watching the Olympics. Okay. I neither. But she won the gold, and they were on there talking about her, and you know, and. uh, she supposed to gave this big promo at the end, uh, and uh, 
So they were talking about it, and uh, and Tyrus goes, WWE, you need to go sign this girl. And then um, and Gutfeld said something. He goes, no, Billy, get out the checkbook. Go sign her right now. And I was like, whoa. And then Gutfeld said, I'll wrestle her. He said, Billy, you need to go, sir, because I want to see Gutfeld. He said, I want to see him get whooped by this girl. But he was like, he was like, yeah, go. He said, he actually was like, told Billy, said, NWA, Billy, go sign, go sign her right now. Get your checkbook out. Right. I was like, and I, I thought it was just funny that he was, you know, because they first said company he don't, you know, he got fired from, but then he was like, hey, hold on. I represent my company. Hey, Billy, go sign, you know, we need this girl, you know, so although that was pretty cool, but uh, I know you care less. <laughs> no. But no, y'all are getting some momentum. And then uh, uh, what's uh, what's uh, Camille? Is that her name? Yeah, she was Champion. on AEW. She was on AEW last night. So y'all, I'm saying y'all are getting momentum. I just hope everything stays open because I think it's, I think this is going to be a breakthrough for y'all to get. I think it's going to put y'all up. It's going to, it's getting there. You know, it was getting there last time for the, you know, the pandemic hit. Y'all were, y'all was getting some steam, but I think y'all really got some steam now. You know, that's selling, well, how many days, what does that hold? What, a thousand? I, I have no idea what the, uh, what it's going to be set up for. I know it sold out. I saw that. So, yeah, y'all are getting some steam. Man. I just hope it, it everything stays open for y'all to to uh, have that, man, because it's that's a good thing. It's like we talked last last week. Everybody, all the promotion is doing good. Is the only thing it's going to do is help the fans enjoy it. You know, it's it, the more more promotions are successful, us fans get to benefit from it, and guys like you working get to benefit from it. So. So good luck on that. Keep your fingers crossed, because man, I think that's going to put y'all up on another level. So uh, you're on uh, another one of their TV shows this week, wasn't you? I was. I was just on the most recent episode of, of NWA Power, and then actually, uh, as this drops, if I get it edited in time uh, to drop Friday, we have a free version of Power going up on the YouTube page. Um, so I'll, I'll be posting links from that on my social media. Um, a, a free special one uh, because of the sellout. Uh, yeah, that'll go up tomorrow on YouTube. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I think next week we conclude the champion series. I believe is next week's final on on Power. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. Yeah. So go go to their. Uh, you said there's going to be a free one on their YouTube page. Check it out. And where's the other one at? On Fight TV. Uh, on, on Fight TV. Yes, sir. Go check. Go check it out and see Plunkett work on there. You know. Give it a like, subscribe, or whatever. <laughs> whatever you do on their stuff. <laughs> yeah, go check old Plunk it out and uh, and uh, give it, support the NWA. They're doing good things. So, uh, anything else you want to add, plug or? No, I think that's it. Say, all right, we went way over. I wanted to keep it an hour and fifteen, but we're like an hour and thirty. So, if you're done, I'm done. Stick a fork in her. She's done. But Jeremiah Plunkett, quick charisma. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening. God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.